So now, okay. When when you reflect back on the theme song itself and its place in history in wrestling theme songs, how do you look back on it? Honestly, I didn't know that it meant so much to so many people. I, mm-hmm. you know, I I was contacted, um, and well, honestly, until you contacted me, Jonathan, um, I didn't realize there was a fan base for it. I, I thought, well, I just did this thing and it, they played it a few times on TV and that was it. But wrestling fans are really nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And we are, I mean, all the stuff I did, I'm, I constantly am getting, you know, on Facebook or whatever, contacted by people and just, they're like, Oh my God, I, man, I love that if they knew that I did it. Of course, that's part of the problem, isn't it, Howard? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I'm, where, I, that's where I'm thinking, guys. The wrestling theme song band is yeah. actually an amazing idea. And I can it tell is. You, and, and it's you know your you do? idea, so... You're going to find when there's wrestling pay-per-views and other events, and you're going to host it at a venue the night before, and everyone's going to come out to that, guys. Well, mm. that's that's a great idea. That's mm-hmm. why I'm the chosen lawyer, bro. Yes, you are the chosen one. I mean, I'm telling you, man, they would love that stuff. And what they love beer and they love music. That's right. Well, what we have to do is figure out how the heck we'd ever get the old mouth of the south involved with that without him getting into trouble because that that's the final, that's kind of the final thing for the fans. Is Jimmy was always involved in some, you know, some part of it. So it was like you know, that would be the thing. It's funny, you know, I guess I thought American males got kind of eclipsed by Buff Daddy. I always thought in my mind that Buff Daddy was the song that Mark, you know, that was kind of like, okay, now it was just Mark. It wasn't the group, wasn't him and Scotty. And it was like, you know what I mean? So I, I, I actually kind of forgot about American males for quite a while, because if you ever asked me about, you know, about Mark Bagwell, I'd say, oh, well, Buff Daddy. That would be the song that would come to mind immediately. So, well, I can tell you guys that I am shocked and bewildered because I thought the exact same thing. And as Mark and I became friends, and he came on my Chosen Life podcast, and then we developed the series, The Real Mark Bagwell, I assumed that it was, he was all about Buff Daddy. If I were him with that look and that pose and everything <laughs> else, my ringtone, my doorbell, my alarm clock, everything would play Buff Daddy 24-7. That's all I would be doing. You know, I honk my horn in my car and play Buff Daddy. But every time we talk about it, he likes it. Don't get me wrong, but he always goes back to American males. When he has to yeah. sing at a convention, if there's a clip of him on there when they were talking about it, the song comes on. That's the one he's most nostalgic about. He about loves that the, with the video because it's all about the video with Scotty Riggs. So there's yeah. two reasons why. Number one is the video with Scotty Riggs and his kinship with, with Scotty Riggs. And that's a song that he, I think really developed him as a wrestler and brought him out to the mainstream before he blew up with the NWO and Buff Daddy. So I think he's very fond of it that way. And there's yeah. something about the song that just really captured him. The second part, if I had to guess, based on what he has said, because when, when the whole Buff Daddy song came out and the whole Buff Daddy gimmick came out, shortly after he broke his neck. So I think there's a subconscious part of him because he he said, like, I had this winning lottery ticket and here I am with a broken neck all of a sudden. I think that's where the disconnect comes up because if Buff Daddy took off without him breaking his neck, 
I think also Buff Daddy explodes to new levels. You got a heavyweight champion right there. So right. I think he partially associates it with that. And I think that's, that's a problem, but uh, it kind of goes hand no, in hand that, with that him. Like, could be a very big mental thing. I didn't know Mark broke his neck. Yeah. Like the, he, he should never have wrestled again. He probably, there was a lot of talk that he may never even walk again. Like it was very serious. He had a bad mm -hmm. wrestling injury there and he came back from it. But it's one of those things when you look back on it, he came back, came back strong. But when you have something that serious where you have to go through it, you're never quite the same. So if you have to trace back for Mark and looking at his career and body of work, and you're saying kind of what happened and where was it? Well, breaking your neck and having to go through that, I would say that was the, the biggest thing. Because if he didn't have that, his life and his career is probably a lot different. But kudos to nope. him that he made it back to walking, made it back to wrestling, still had a productive wrestling wow. career. So uh, it's tough. Like we talk about all the time, how many wrestlers we lost at very young ages. Like those guys dropped like flies in their early fifties. Yep. Cause you know, people don't understand, you know, even now we had a raw taping here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Well, there's two events going on on Saturday, two events going on Sunday in different cities. Then you got the raw event. These guys are like wrestling and traveling over 300 days a year. It's like a traveling circus basically. They're not seeing their families. And, you know, you're wrestling in one night and the next night you're in another city already. When did you sleep exactly? When did you make it to the gym? Like, they're just constantly on the go. It's really hard on the body. How do you eat properly? How do you train? You know, right. and and that's that's a that's a, that's a huge thing. And, like, for a lifer like Mark, on top of it to deal with injuries, you know, a lot never recover from it. And then you got to take painkillers because you're feeling your knees, you're feeling your back. And then, then mm -hmm. that can become a very common addiction for a lot of people when they're athletes. And, you know, not just wrestling, but especially wrestling because of all the bumps and grinds it take. Oh, yeah. You know, I could see that wrestlers are similar to musicians in that it's not what you do, it's what you are. And it's, it's in your soul. And there's no, you, you can't, you can't just walk away. That's why it's so hard for, for a lot of athletes to walk away the camaraderie it's it's it goes deep we just did a taping for my podcast actually yesterday and we talked about in football mm -hmm. so you got a guy named tom brady exactly. probably the greatest football player of all time mm -hmm. and the talk of it is is that uh, him and his wife are not having the greatest moments right now because he said he was going to retire he changed his mind She's apparently not happy with it. That's what the media is saying. But on the same token of it, like it's hard because you lived your life. You gave everything to the sport from high school, college. You know, people don't get like, you know, from the young years, you know, to become a professional, anything, band, athlete, you got to grind in those young teen years and your young adult years. And then when you're, especially if you're in your prime, how do you walk away from that? If you have any kind of competitive flow, that's really difficult. So even in Tom Brady's world, you know, it's not so easy to walk away. Right. No. Well, there's a familiarity. Like he said, he said, when it got to the actual beginning of the season this year, he said, you know, <clears throat> with all the stuff that's been going on and all the things that people are pulling on him to do, you know, I mean, look at that ridiculous deal he's got sitting at Fox as soon as he, as soon oh, as yeah. he finished. I mean, but he said, uh, I think it was last week I was reading it. He said, you know, once the football season kicks back in, he goes, well, now everything's structured. 
now I know what everything, what it's going to be. This is the routine from now to February. You know what I mean? It's just, this is going to be the routine. But like he said, he goes, I've never been there for Christmases with, with the family. I'm never there for Thanksgiving. I'm never there for the important birthdays, you know? And he says, when you're talking about your family, I mean, that stuff starts to take its toll. And uh, I have absolutely not a scrap of any insider information, but my feeling is he's probably made an agreement with his wife to finish out this year and then that's it. Um, she's worried about him getting hurt. That's very understandable. Absolutely. You know, but, it's fu- but it's funny, you know, on the other token, Howard, how many people, you know, retire from any kind of occupation and I see this because I'm a real estate lawyer and they've been married for 20 years, 30 years. They have their lives, they have their routines. As soon as they retire and they spend any kind of time together, they split up. It's the funniest mm-hmm. thing. It's just one of those things like, hey, I'm just trying to spend time with you. I actually don't like you very much. Uh, well, I, we I think I'm going to go back to work or this is not yeah, going to happen. We all, we all learned that from COVID. I mean, let's face That's it, true. as soon as COVID hit, the good marriages <clears throat> got incredibly stronger. And the bad marriages, boy, it was just, it was not hard to figure out this isn't going to work. COVID babies, COVID divorces, A and B. It was wow. one of the yep. two. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. You're, 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 not, uh, you're not far off from there. Yeah. And, uh, it's a tough thing, too. I mean, you get to, you look at, you know, musically. And yeah, there's still, I mean, <clears throat> my thing that I keep, you know, I always say, I'm not dead yet. It's like, you know, it's like I'm. I'm in good shape. I still can play. I can sing. I can do, you know, but where do I work? Yeah. You know what I mean? My- who's, who's going to come and pay like they might've 30 years ago to come and see me play. It's not going to happen, you know? And so I, I say to people, well, I'm semi-retired, you know, because you can't ever retire from music. Right, Todd? I mean, you right. can't, there's no, not really. No. My my wife is a was a police officer. She's still a police officer in her in her heart. Oh sure. She can't shake that. You know, she, we still watch true crime, you know, shows and stuff and she's like his tactics are wrong. He should have done this, you know. <laughs> That's right. They'd never do this. Yeah. That sergeant's full of shit. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's one of the things I was going to say. Both of you in, in, in your stages of life, you're both active in music. You're not giving it up anytime soon either. Oh, no. Hey, there's a fabulous progressive rock band that Todd and I worked in for a long time oh, together called Cryptic man. Vision. We did three albums. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm telling you, you know, if ever, if ever there was a band that just couldn't catch, couldn't catch a break, didn't have the right people pushing the band into places where it should have been i mean i'm sure todd will agree with me i mean there there's moments in that band that were just phenomenal i mean it's an amazing band but and unfortunately the last thing we tried to do together uh, was at a Prague festival that was in sarasota florida and uh the usual garbage you know it's hard enough for progressive rock bands because of the intricacies of all the stuff that's going on in the music something that is absolutely key and essential is proper sound checking and line checking and everything you need to make sure everything's that was such a nightmare and that's what the problem was they didn't we didn't get a chance to check 
anything. And in my case, I started getting super frustrated because one of the keyboards that they had got for me, it just, I couldn't get the darn thing to, to work. It just wouldn't work right. And so you got to figure what few minutes they gave us we're scrambling around trying to do all this thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now the lights are going down, go out and play. Well, yeah. you can't do that. You know, my sons were at that show. They were sitting back by the board. They're going, dad, we couldn't hear a thing, nothing. We couldn't but, hear the vocals. We could, it was just a, just a din of, of bass and some other stuff. And it was like, it was, I mean, a complete waste of time. But those, and the amount of prep that we put into that was those, huge. Those CDs that we put out, a mixture of yes rush genesis kansas yep pink floyd maybe dream yep. theater um little elements of each that was man we were we we're very yeah proud that band could have that that band could have toured with with any of those prog rock bands and and the audiences would have loved it it was yeah. it was very challenging for us and certainly if you want to hear todd really really sing like to like the top of his ability, check out the Cryptic Vision records because Vision. there's some stuff there that, I mean, I've never heard Todd sing anywhere else as well as that, you know? How many years have you guys worked together now, would you figure? How long we known each other? 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. Well, at, yeah. least 30, at least 30, yeah. Cause we're into 2022 now. Yeah. And that foot in Florida in 1988. So Amazing. it would have been in, would have been in there somewhere. Howard, how many uh, wrestling theme songs would you figure that the two of you worked on together? You Todd to, and I? Yes, Todd, Todd and you. Not, not, we talked about you and Jimmy. Um, how many songs you guys put together? How uh, many would you figure that Todd was a part with you? Boy, you know, it is a tough one because the other stuff that we did, like I say, the, the monster trucks and some of the other things that we were, some other things we were doing. I mean, Todd and I, we would work together all the time. I mean, but it wasn't necessarily just on wrestling stuff. I mean, I don't know. I mean, certainly at least 20. I mean, I don't know if the number's higher than that. Um, I think all told, because there was, you know, you got to figure there's things we did that never saw the light of day. Right. That's true. You know, and, that, and I was going to say, because it's done so quickly also, I'm sure you have elements that, uh, because you're, you're processing so many in so many days, that unless we actually played it for Todd, you wouldn't remember that he was on that song, probably. Exactly. Right. There's there's songs that pull up on there that I, you know, that I barely, I barely remember. I mean, really, you know, unless there was a special attachment, you know. Uh, like American some of, that, some of that was dependent on the wrestler. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the wrestlers were absolutely a hoot to work with. And some of them were, they just kind of wanted to get it done and get out, you know. So now I know you met some of them, Howard. Todd, did you ever meet any of the wrestlers that you sang for? No, I never did. You're like a secret agent. You're, he is a yeah, what you do for a living, you can't really discuss it. And then no. for your albums, no. you don't get a credit and you're kind of in and out. You're, you're like a spy when it comes to all aspects of life, my friend. That's right. It's uh, the secret I, life of Todd Plant. I sure would like to, to, to be more involved and make appearances with some of these wrestlers and mm -hmm. you know well the moment you i mean for instance if there was a situation where mark was someplace doing something and you know we had the pitch in the back of our heads i mean you could hear just what he just did here on the podcast 
I mean, can you imagine what the fans would do if all of a sudden Todd started singing standing beside Mark? I mean, they'd be like, that's the guy that sang America Bales. Yeah. Uh, boys on uh, men on uh, November 25th to the 27th of 2022, which is, by the way, my weekend birthday weekend uh, oh. in North Carolina. They are featuring WrestleCon. There is, I don't know, a gajillion wrestlers that are going to be there. Mark is scheduled to be there right now. I'm not sure if he will make it or not, but I'm pretty sure he will. But mm -hmm. uh, having you guys appear at a wrestling convention would be a great uh, start for our new band, the Wrestling uh, Wrestling Theme Song Band. So Yeah, you got to be careful because Hulk's band was the Wrestling Boot Band. Yeah. That's what it was called. Whatever. <laughs> what was Macho Man's rapping band? Do you remember that mm. one? Ugh. Macho Man Randy Savage uh, made it an album of rap songs sung uh, by him. Oh. It is, I love the Macho it, it Man. It had nothing. It had nothing to do with any of us. I, I would distance myself I, as well from that I would product. I don't blame you. Knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Todd, have you ever heard it? No. Oh yeah. I never, it is. Awful. It's just awful. I'm sorry, Jess. Uh, you know awful. what? There's something to be said about awful. There's a there's a fine line between bad and fantastic because a bad movie, you know, a bad movie is really good if you in the right frame of mind. Yeah. See, American uh -oh. Males theme song might be so cheesy that it's still good. I don't think I found good. one person. It's oh, yeah. good either way. It's good. But, oh, but, yeah. um, but the Macho Man rapping, I don't think you're going to find it the same way. Mm. Now, something that is current in the most latest theme song that has come out, and it is wrestling-like theme song, is my own theme song, the Chosen Lawyer theme song. Yeah! Which yep. We just launched it uh, very recently, and it I had a music it. video to it as well. Oh, excellent. So we have two professionals that are in the business that have were not part of the production whatsoever, but got to hear it. I would love to hear your takes on what you thought of it. And would that pass on a wrestling theme song album? What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's, it, yeah. it's right. I in mean, that how same, can it not? Yeah, right. And, and our band has got to learn that to coming out, mm -hmm. you know, we, 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 I'm I'm ready to sing it. Well, if you got to I need to learn that thing right away. The chorus is the key part of theirs. So right. I think you got the lyrics in front of you there, Todd. I don't. Oh, oh you didn't? It's it's right there with the American Males one. Let's see if he finds it. So when it got put together, I a friend of mine, his brother is a producer in music, mm -hmm. and we got connected and he uh, put together the music. We talked about the lyrics and then he found the lead singer for it. And uh, the lead singer wrote a lot of the lyrics. And one of the things were when he rhymed lawyer and destroyer, I said to myself, I found my guy. Mm -hmm. yes. That's that. That's where I knew we, we were set. Everything wow. else to me, wrestling theme songs, it always comes down to the chorus. You need a really catchy right. chorus that carries the whole song. True or false? Oh, absolutely. I mean, no matter what it is, <clears throat> you have to think, you know, that you, you've got to give the, the listener, the fan, you know, you've got to give them something they can hang on to. You know what I mean? And you have to you have to assume from the get go that they may not be musical. 
you know what I mean? And so you can't, you can't complicate that, you know, and it's really hard sometimes for, for musicians, you know, in the studio to keep things really simple. The temptation to put something else on it, add another harmony, put another little part. Oh, I can put a little synth noise in behind this or something. That temptation is always there. If you can leave it simple and then the chorus is evident the first time you hear it, that used to be, I mean, that's what A&R guys used to tell me back in the day. It's like, I got to hear the hook. I got to hear the, the, the hook, the thing, if you're going to do a hit record. If I listen to it for a minute and I don't hear it, goodbye, you know? And your song has that. Yes. Yes, definitely. Has the memorability, the mem yeah. Yeah, memorability, I guess. You, you hear it and... You should you should be able to keep singing that chorus to yourself an hour later, because, you know, that's I don't know about you guys, but with me, it's almost an aggravation sometimes whatever song you last listen to and then you're away from music <laughs> doing something. That's the song that stays in your head. So I could tell you my two biggest contributions I felt were two things. Number one, I felt there was a lot of dead space as far as the music goes in it. There's an extended version as well. And that will get released at some point, uh, which we tried different stuff. But there's a shorter, clean, two and a half minute version. Fine. There's a little bit of dead space in music where I said, let's do some spoken word. I know he's singing it, but let's try some spoken a little bit. I think that's going to be fun. And that added a little bit of mix to it and transitioning wise. And then it was really flat at the end. And I said, something, I need a good ending. Like I know the guitar and it stops. But I said, there's something off of it. And I said, I know what it is. It's missing an evil laugh. Like every song needs to end with an evil laugh. That's all you need is an evil laugh. So he did three different versions. And I said, well, this is like the polite laugh. This is the obnoxious laugh. And there's the evil laugh. That's what we need. Mm -hmm. So we end off with an evil laugh. And that nice. is the song. Like you think Perfect. back, you remember the Million Dollar Man theme song? Money, 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 money. Yes, yes. Everybody's yes. got a price. Everybody's going to pay. Cause I'm the million dollar man yeah. always gets his way. <laughs> yeah. That man has one of the best laughs I've ever heard in all of society. Like he is an embodiment of the million dollar man. Like he truly, yep. everybody's got a price for him. There's no question. He looks the part, talks the part, but it's that laugh. And yeah. his song, the whole song is based around his evil laugh and it's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of thought about the thriller theme song and how, you know, Vincent Price at the end with the evil laugh. And that's, I think, where oh, yeah. it set it off. So anyways, nice to know that uh, people in the uh, profession and specifically done wrestling theme songs have appreciated. So that's why I wanted to share with you. And I yeah. appreciate uh, the feedback. And I think we've come no some good ideas today. First of all, we've created history today, brought the band back together, so to speak. Right. Got to hear you both sing, got to uh, reminisce on American Males, find out the history, get to see Todd in the flesh. And, mm -hmm. and he sang it like he did 30 years ago. He did not miss a beat. Nope. Nope, he didn't. And as well, I think we planted some really good seeds so that uh, perhaps you have a next project and I'd be happy to assist with it and be a part of your wrestling theme song band because I think that's going to be awesome. That'd be hilarious. Yes, sir. That'd be fun. Let's we'll have it. to we'll have we'll have to we'll have to look at that. <laughs> Think about it. I know between the three of us, somebody, Howard, has Jimmy's yeah. number. So and Jimmy is still waiting to hear from you if you haven't reached out to him yet, Howard. Oh, because... I talked I talked to Jimmy right away after I Oh, spoke you did. To him. Okay, good. He's doing well. He's doing very well. 
um, he sent me off on another wild goose chase or something that uh, <laughs> oh, God. it has to, actually to do with that Spotify thing. Uh, I, Jimmy uh, is convinced he, that you guys produce music. You should actually get paid for it. What a crazy guy. Eh? Can you believe that? That's crazy talk. Why would, why would musicians get paid for their music? That's nuts. <laughs> actually, that's, you know, that's the thing, you know, cause that's what I was, when I talked to Jimmy, that's, that's what came up, Todd, was uh, um, I think after he'd spoken with Jonathan was that, you know, like you said, Spotify right now, it's uh, uh, 2.7 million downloads of the Wolfpack song. Don't mess with the Wolfpack. This is how much Jimmy and I get. And we created it. If it makes you feel better, Todd and I are making the same amount. Exactly. That, so. <laughs> so, no, no. But I mean, that's, but the thing is, no. okay, so that's the reality of the business. This is why you know, the enthusiasm that Jimmy has, he's always trying to come up with some other angle that he can do something that he won't get cut off by the company, you know? And I'm sure right now, I mean, it's just, you know, the whole, yeah. I mean, he's, his relationship with WWE, he, he needs to be careful. He does. And I respect him for that. Now I wish he could have been here and, you know, the explanation makes sense. And on the same token, Mark Bagwell wishes he could have been here. Buff could have been here. Yep. And uh, I know he thanks you. I thank you in that you both, in the work you've done, you look back on it, you've contributed to a career. He does not have the same wrestling career, and his life is so much different if you don't create that music because that music mm. directly contributes to the character, which mm-hmm. makes everything. So you helped create art, which created more art. So... On behalf of Mark Marcus Buff Bagwell, thank you both for your contributions. You to are his more life. than it's an honor. Yep, absolutely. Now, for the fans that are watching and would like to see you live or hear what you're about, uh, let's start with Todd. Todd, what are you up to these days? And are you still on the road? What's uh, what's the groove? Well, I'm in four tribute bands playing all over Florida. <clears throat> and there's another project that guess what I can't talk about, but it's an, it's a, it's a real band or hmm. at least they have the real name. You'll, you'll know someday. Okay. Happens. Are you but, uh, taking over for the old velvet revolver? No, hmm. but sure. Close. If you go back about 20 more years, maybe 30 more years. <laughs> Anyway, Maybe. so yes. um, hopefully it will come to fruition. But um, look for China Grove, the Doobie Brothers tribute, Supernatural, the Santana tribute. Um, wrapping up here. Thirty-seven special, not quite thirty-eight, and a brand new day, which is a tribute to Sting and the Police. One question I got to ask you because they're my favorite band of all time. Have you ever done any Doors tribute work? No, I have not. If you want to brush up on some Light My Fire, let me know because uh, maybe I can hear your voice. I think Jim is embodied within you there somewhere. Just to let you know. Wow. And Mr. Howard Helms. I thought I about talking and Jim Morrison. Think about that now. <clears throat> maybe that's for our next episode. Besides you learning the Chosen Lawyer theme song, maybe you can uh, pick up some Break On Through or Light My Fire yep. for us. Hey, make sure you send me another copy of the Chosen Lawyer thing. I don't know why 
I had trouble finding it today. If you could send me another copy, I'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I will let the fans know that on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, and every major player, you type in the Chosen Lawyer theme song. It is available on every streaming service. Download it today. Use it as your ringtone. Enjoy it. It's my gift to the world. And let's Perfect. party down. Howard, uh, right. for your, Howard, for yourself, uh, are you on the road at all? Can people hear your music? What's... Not right now. I'm pretty much just uh, <clears throat> back doing things in, you know, in, in the studio. So, um, you know, it's, um, uh, it, was, it was nice when I was recently back in Canada because it gave me a chance to actually touch base with a, with a few people, kind of find out where, you know, people have been and the rest of it. It's nice to see that I'm not forgotten. And, um, and so, you know, it was, uh, but yeah, pretty much just in the studio right now. Um, like I said, it's just, I'd be glad to do some live stuff, but right now it just doesn't seem to be, um, it doesn't seem to be, uh, available. How's that? Fair enough. But you know, uh, make sure everybody has links so they can reach out to you both yep. and say hello. And you're giving a lot of great energy to the wrestling community. And again, we made wrestling history today. Yeah. For the first time ever on any kind of film format of any kind, we actually had two of the four members singing yep. American Male Day. So, gentlemen, thank you again for making wrestling history. You're welcome, Jeff. And you're always thank welcome you, back Jonathan. to the real Mark Bagwell the Wrestling Docu Series. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Excellent. Sounds good. Excellent. Take care, right. you guys. That was a lot of fun today. Yeah, thank man. Thank you both. That's great. All righty. See you. Cheers. Cheers.